Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Rami. And this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or heard to help us all expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. And Shannon, you know, I'm feeling really burnt out by doing these intros. So I'm hoping this episode can help me with that. I, mean, I told you how dumb that was going to be ahead of time. You knew it was going to be dumb. And it was it was not as it still was dumber than you could have possibly expected. Like I said, I, I really appreciate that you always try on the intros. I have stopped even trying. Okay, so so through Rami's little funny intro, you might be gathering that we're talking about burnout today. Again, maybe? Rami, I think we maybe recorded an episode on this already. We're going to have to get no, back. No, we did like a small episode. But okay. this is like, you read a book, Shannon, yeah. about burnout. I we read a book. Researched of, things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People have done research on this now. I read a book called Burnout by the Nagoski, Nagoski sisters. I'm not sure how to say their last name. Emily and Amelia are their names. And this book is really about providing like kind of a practical, honest, and sometimes humorous look at the causes of everyday stress and anxiety and how not resolving that can lead to the bigger burnout sensation that folks have. And they really get into the science in it, but I really appreciate their writing style because they interweave like stories that make it funny. How I think it relates to empathy, right? The whole point of this podcast is that I think it'll be good for us to identify the signs of burnout in ourselves and each other and find empathetic solutions to the stressors. More on that later. So there are a couple of themes that I want to talk about from this book today. The first is for us to all ground in, like, what is burnout? Like, how do you know if you're burned out? The second is to talk about stress. And then the third is about this concept of completing stress cycles. Rami, have you ever heard of stress cycles before? I think... We have a new uh, dryer. I think it might have one of those on it. <laughs> okay, great. I've okay. not heard of stress cycles before. And then we're going to end with talking about uh, why we might not complete the stress cycles a little bit. Okay, so let's dig into the B word. What is burnout and how would you know if you're burned out? In the book, they give us three markers that you might be burned out. The first is emotional exhaustion. That's the kind of fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long. The second is depersonalization. Reaching that point where you've kind of depleted any amount of empathy, caring, or compassion that you might have. Would that also be like apathy? Yeah, I think so. That could be a good like you're just like You just have... A empty bag of feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the third is a decreased sense of un- a sense of accomplishment. So you kind of have this unconquerable sense of futility, feeling that nothing you do is going to make a difference. Okay. Just to recap, you have emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and then a decreased sense of accomplishment. Yeah. So Rami, have you ever been burned out before based on these definitions? Yeah. Um, I was like, you're describing exactly what it feels like when I'm burnt out. So that's a good definition of being burnt out. Yeah. I think it's interesting because even if you just think of one of them, 
it's like, oh, I'm burnt out because like, I'm not feeling like anything I'm doing. Like I've, it feels futile. Like everything's a futile effort. Yeah. Or like, I just can't care anymore because it's like drained me. It's like, oh, I'm burnt out. So it's like, it's nice to have an articulated way of understanding the three pieces of it yep. to be like, yeah, one, each, each one of those like leads to feeling that burnt out sensation. Totally. Totally. Uh, and this was kind of a wake up call for me too. when I read the book, because I would say I've been b- burnt out before too. And the most recent time was in our journey to foster care where I felt a sense of emotional exhaustion. Cause I have, but I cared too much for too long. I felt a sense what, of like five years. Yeah, it was five years for us. We just adopted our daughter in in August of 2021. I forget the year sometimes. I don't know how old I am, so don't worry about it. Gosh. Um, And then if we go to depersonalization, while I still had empathy, care, and compassion for my child, I had no empathy, care, or compassion for the the social workers or the people in the system, so to speak. Yeah. And then feeling the decreased sense of accomplishment, like, yeah, that unconquerable sense of futility, feeling like that nothing we were going to do was ever going to make a difference to ever get our case to resolution. Uh Uh-huh. I felt that way. That's not a fun place to be in. No. So offering that more to just normalize if you are out there and you're listening to these things and you're like, shit, I'm feeling this way right now. How totally human of you that you might have these experiences. That's just one of, I would say, probably three times in my how old am I 35 years that I've felt like pretty major burnout so it's but I feel like minor burnout is also like a normal thing yes it is and that's maybe a good segue into talking about like okay so what gets us to that place I would say like it's kind of about like death by a thousand paper cuts the thousand paper cuts being moments of stress and not completing stress cycles. So let's dig into that part of the book a little bit. Let's talk about stress. Rami. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so Rami, what would you say are some of your like real life sources of stress? Uh, I think there's a patch of grass. Uh adjacent to our house that's our grass but like we don't upkeep it because it's like between the sidewalk and the curb yeah and we have a sign that says like pick up after your dog and people (laughs) don't want to pick up after their dog and recently someone took my sign and broke it in half (laughs) and then threw it into my yard (laughs) that is stress and i don't like it yeah okay and and you're already like getting into part two and and so when you think about those stressors what do you want to do when you think about this person who broke your sign i really wish i got them on camera i did not but i want to fix my sign and then put it back and have them just stop leaving their dog poop on my patch of grass yeah so let's notice like you instantly went to like you're trying to solve the source of stress right to like relieve it or like make it go away like fix the stressor and that is such a common thing that that many of us do. You know, we want to deal with the felt stress. But that is a totally separate process from dealing with the things that cause you stress. So, excuse me, I have to go back and look at your example. You're wanting to deal with the thing that's causing you stress, but Correct. you're not dealing with the sensation of stress in your body. Correct. Correct. Yep. And, and that's 
a very common thing that we all do. Like that's what this whole book is about, basically, is saying we can't just keep dealing with the causes of our stress. We also have to deal with the embodied stress that builds up in our bodies. Okay. Can I break that down? Because I, I think I now understand it. Yes. So I want to fix the problem, get my sign back, put a camera there, yes. and then yell at them when I see them do it. Because yeah. I'll know what time they bring their dogs. Dogs are on a freaking schedule. <laughs> and then I'm going to come out there and be like, hey, stop doing that. It's not cool. Yeah. But what I should also be thinking about is the increased stress in my body. Yes. And how I can release that as well while dealing with the actual cause of the stress. Exactly. Okay, and, got it. And we're going to talk more about the, the like hows of that. You kind of alluded to a potential how, which would be involve yelling at the people. That would be yep, a way of like sure. releasing the built-up stress in your body. So another example that they give in the book that I could very much relate to as a parent is a kid coloring all over the walls, you know? And so, like, you clean it up, right? That's dealing with the stressor. But that doesn't deal with the stress that builds up in your body from the experience. You have to go, like, scream at something (laughs) or cry or run or something like that. So they call that completing stress cycles in our bodies. And so then the next natural question here is, like, well, how the hell do we complete a stress cycle? And in the research that's been done, the number one most efficient way for completing stress, any guesses, Remy? I mean, come on, Shannon. I'm thinking of dudes just like, or people like doing their workouts and just like screaming, just like yelling and punching things, even if it's like the air and like kicking, like it has to be exercise. Yes. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. And I think when I first read this in the book, I was like, well, this is disappointing. <laughs> Yet another thing to put on my never ending to do list, right? Um, but it is the reality from the science. So they say 20 to 60 minutes a day, most days. And they give the example in the book of like, when you are chased by a lion, you run, right? The lion is the stressor and the running is the thing that helps you complete the cycle a little bit. And remembering that your body doesn't know the difference in types of stress. So it doesn't know the difference between like you literally being chased by a lion or you forgetting Mm -hmm. to file your taxes or you having a conflict with your partner. Your body internalizes that all as the same in terms of the impact on the system. In terms of taking it on. Yes, exactly. Exactly but your body does know what jumping up and down means. So you need to speak to your body in its preferred language, right? Activity, motion, movement. Physical activity is the thing that tells your brain that you have successfully survived the threat. And now your body is safe again. Aren't you in the middle of the threat when you're running away from a lion though? Potentially, but then like they, they take it further in the book where they say like, and then you get to your village and you celebrate with everyone and you're like, I okay, survived the lion attack. So the celebration is like the post, that's like the body release. Yes. And also though, like the process of running, like the you're beginning running. to release the stress, even just through that action. So if you're like, Jesus, I did not need another thing on my to-do list around exercise right now. Here are some other possible options for completing the stress cycle that they give in the book breathing you know like ah you can take a deep breath at any time your breath is always an option available to you what's that breathing thing that you had been doing it was like three seconds four seconds five seconds where you like breathe in for and then hold it i don't you doing this before 
maybe. I just, it's funny because the second thing you mentioned that, I remember, <laughs> this is a side tangent for sure. I remember uh, when I used to work in the corporate world, emailing a vendor and being like, you're making me really nervous. I'm holding my breath right now. And he was super into mindfulness. And so he emailed me back and he was like, actually holding your breath is one of the worst things you can do for your body right now. What you should do is that, and he linked to an article and it was like, a, I'm going to mess up the counts, but it was like a five out breath and a three in breath pattern. <laughs> so I'm just I like, like that you're like, I'm stressed out. Here's this email. And the guy was like, dude, here's how to deal with that stress. And you're like, but can you respond to my other part of this email? Because yeah. this is like why I'm stressed. He was like, you're helping me with the with. physical manifestation of it, but you're not helping me with the uh, driver of the stress. He was just like a total hoop to, to work with. So breathing is, is option two. Positive social interaction is option three. Laughter is another great option. Affection. Oh, I really like laughter. How nice is that? Yeah. It just like makes everything kind of wash away. Totally. Um, a big old cry. That's a great way to speak in your body's language or creative expression. So Rami, kind of thinking about that menu of options or maybe some that aren't even on there. What is your favorite way to complete stress cycles? Uh, my favorite way of doing anything is to run so it's for sure running yeah like there's nothing better and worse than like a morning where i'm really stressed out and i don't go for a run first thing because i'm like stressed out about meeting or something and then that happens and then i can go for a run and then like everything just kind of washes away that sounds lovely even and i think you're describing it like perfectly in, in the way that you're talking about it like the the you need to get rid of whatever is causing you the stress, but then that physical release buildup of it is like you're right on the nose. Like I would have never known to articulate it that way. Yeah. It's just like, oh, when I'm stressed, like I'll go for a run. But now it's like, oh, I need I need to go for a run because like my body has built up physically tension, tension that I need to get out. So and that kind of goes to my next question. Did you ever consciously think before like, oh, I'm completing a stress cycle right now? Or did it just kind of like naturally happen no i think it naturally happens and i think about too like when it's like oh it doesn't make sense like i can't go for a run right now like i'm gonna hop on the bike and like do like a class yep because i've got 20 minutes and i really need to get like this i think i've always referred to it as like nervous energy yeah yep but like now i know that it's like a buildup of stress in my body that i like i physically have to get out which is just breaking my brain right now and yeah. i love it yeah so yeah we're just putting a label on something that maybe was coming naturally to you before i will quite vulnerably say that this wasn't a thing i didn't know the term for it and also i wasn't really doing it <laughs> so it sounds like rami you were doing it but maybe doing it unconsciously for me i don't even think i was doing it and so now that i have this term or this like language i do find that it's really helpful like this is maybe going to indicate when we're recording this episode, but whatever. We just had Talia's first COVID shot mm -hmm. last week. And I, I, it was so stressful. Um, my daughter has a lot of trauma around like medical stuff or whatever. And so it was just like the worst hour that I've had in a, in a very long time of just like screaming and crying and kicking and all the things. And I got in the car and I was like, I need to complete the stress cycle right now. 
And so we turned up music really loud and I was just like shaking my hands really violently for a really long time because my body needs that movement to remember, like, I'm not in the stressful situation anymore. Like, we're completing the cycle now. So even in little ways like that, it doesn't have to be a 40-minute run. It can be five minutes of shaking it out really aggressively to a song. (laughs) Okay. I think the key thing to remember there, though, is, like, you do have to do something with your body. Just telling yourself in your mind that, like, oh, everything's okay now. The shot's over. (laughs) Does not complete the cycle in your mind. No, it's like really about like getting your body moving so that it can release some of that stress. Yes. So um, another question that came up in the book is, well, well, how do you know when you're done? And it's kind of like when you're full after a meal or when you need to go to the bathroom, like your body tells you. And it's easier to recognize that for some people than for others. But it's just like, how do you begin to tune in to those signs of like, okay, <sighs> my nervous system has regulated again now. Okay. So the the last thing I want to talk about here is like, well, why would you ever not complete the stress cycle, right? Like, this just sounds so obvious. Like, who would ever not complete the stress cycle? Rami, can you think of any reasons why? I mean, we have children. Aren't we perpetually in a stress cycle? (laughs) Yep. So that is one of the three reasons why you might not be able to complete the stress cycle. You have chronic stressors. Parenthood is a chronic stressor. Aging parents is a chronic stressor. That pain in the ass boss that you might have could be a chronic stressor. And we don't need to make chronic stressors like bad. Like, again, like Rami and I have signed up for parenthood. We're going to be parents for the rest of our lives. It's only bad when the stress outpaces our capacity to process it. So just keeping in mind, like, okay, if Talia had COVID shots every hour on the hour, I wouldn't necessarily have time to complete the stress cycle. But I've got some time in between the, you know, the the big stresses to complete the stress cycles. Got it. So it's really about like, with chronic stressors, it's how do you build capacity to process it? Yes. Yes. Capacity space. So it's like my family really burns me out when I see them. So I just need to make sure that I have like 30 minutes when I leave to just scream for 30 minutes and let all that out. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. My sister, my sister, I'll give another example. I I trust that she's not listening to this podcast. Uh, I've mentioned before in the podcast, I'm dealing with aging parents and I got my dad a wheelchair and my sister texted me the other morning right before my workout. She was like, you know, can you just help me understand why you picked that wheelchair, Shannon? I just don't know if that was the best choice for these reasons. And I was just like, are you flipping kidding me? Like, I'm just trying to take care of some stuff. So I, so I get ready for my workout and I'm like, I can't wait to complete a stress cycle right now, you know, like just finding ways in any moment of any day to complete a cycle. Um, Two other reasons that folks might not complete a stress cycle is social appropriateness. So trying to be the good girl or boy or, or be quote nice Or um, practical things like wanting to run, but you're in the middle of like an important meeting at work or something. It's still possible for you to complete the cycle later, but be mindful of the cost if this is like a pattern or habit of you of not addressing things in the moment. And then the third practical reason is that it's safer. So think of things like street harassment. It might be safer for you to not try to do anything about that stressor in the moment and instead, again, wait until you're in a safer place to complete the cycle instead. So 
some reasons why you might not complete the stress cycle. Okay, so let's shift into tactical. What can you do? What can we do, Shannon? Yeah. I now know what can what burnout is mm-hmm. defined as. Mm-hmm. I now understand the stress cycle. Yeah. I know I need some sort of physical activity because dealing with stress is not only dealing with the cause of the stressor, but the physical manifestation of the stress upon my body. Yes. So, so what, what can we do? Yeah, here's the good news. <laughs> you don't have to make a list of all your stressors and start finding a way to solve all of them from this episode, right? Like, that's our natural tendency, right? Like, how do I solve the stress? Instead, you can just focus on completing stress cycles. Go walk for 15 minutes. Go cry. Go breathe. Go laugh. You get the idea. Let's not stress yourself out more by demanding that you find solutions to everything that stresses you in your life right now. Let's just focus on completing stress cycles. Let's let it be that simple. I love it. All right. Well, with that, We'd love for you guys to tell us how you guys are completing your stress cycles. So feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs and let us know. And we'll share those with the rest of you guys. Uh, And with that, I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this has been Workplace Hugs. (laughs) 